This episode of the DLU podcast is brought to you by Goalie Nutrition. As someone who's used Goalie for quite some time, I can tell you that they're not only very good, but they're very beneficial. My favorite are the Super Green Gummies. The Super Green Gummies are uniquely crafted with a spectrum of essential nutrients such as vitamins A, B12, folic acid, and theamine. It supports a healthy liver function, healthy nervous and immune system, digestive health, a boost to your metabolism, and overall health and well-being. There are no artificial sweeteners, flavors, or colors from artificial sources. They're vegan-friendly, gluten-free, and gelatin-free. All loyal listeners of the DLU podcast get a special 10% discount at checkout. Go to Goalie.com, use promo code D-L-E-W. That's Goalie.com, use promo code D-L-E-W. This podcast is a Believe Network and Luciete production. Welcome to another edition of the Dealing Podcast, brought to you by Believe Network. I'm your host, Derek T. Lewis. I hope your week is treating you great. You know, last week and into the weekend was pretty busy for me. Um, last Wednesday, I I went to uh, AEW Dynamite and AEW Rampage tapings in uh, Philadelphia. And that was, this is only my second event, basically, that I went to this year as a fan. I just wanted to just go. I got floor seats, and um, huge shout-out to Gabby Ortiz, who wrestled a dark match before um, AEW went on the air. She was in a, um, a eight-women's tag match, and um, really got some shine, so huge um, huge kudos to Gabby, and um, it's amazing to follow a lot of my friends' journeys that I've met in pro wrestling and seeing what they're doing, you know, in some of the big companies they've been working for, and this is not her first rodeo with AEW, and um, I'm hoping that she gets signed sooner than later because she's extremely, extremely good at what she does. But a couple of surprises. Number one, Ric Flair shows up in AEW. Unbelievable. I couldn't believe it because um, the owner of AEW, uh, Tony Khan, said he had a surprise for Sting. Because Sting did announce that he was going to be retiring at AEW's Revolution next February. And... In that surprise, no one knew he was talking about, and I thought I thought honestly that he was gonna be the first inductee into the AEW Hall of Fame. But I'm thinking AEW is only four years old. I didn't think that was a possibility, but they, but then again, you never really know. And all of a sudden, you hear that infamous theme song from Ric Flair, and I could not believe it. And it was really cool to see Flair. Um, in you know, in AEW, we say he's. I believe he mentioned something, you know, in an interview that he was going to be with AEW. I think up until I think Sting's retirement match. So I think he's going to be there managing Sting and that type of thing, being a, of their history that they had together. But it was cool to watch um, Rob Van Dam wrestle. You know, he he's doing a few spots with AEW, and of course, I mean, let's let's talk about the Rainmaker Kazushka Okada. From New Japan Pro Wrestling on AEW Dynamite, he teamed up with Orange Cassidy, and he, as they took on Brian Danielson and um, Claudio Castagnoli in the main event, hard hitting match. I really enjoyed it, and it was this is the first time I've ever seen Okada wrestle live in person, so this is pretty pretty cool to uh, to experience. And then Saturday, you know, yours truly was the ring announcer for 
the wedding for Meredith and Anton out in Philly. And so, see, I had, a, I had a double shot in Philly for wrestling, and had, and I actually was just having fun. But no, you know, I was. I, she Meredith had asked me over a year ago at her engagement party. She said, "Hey, I want you to be in a ring announcer for my wedding," and I was like, "Really?" And I was, I was very, I was very surprised. And you know, for someone to believe in my talents that much to make their wedding reception, you know, like like a wrestling event. And I, I did my absolute best to create that an experience for everyone in attendance. So huge kudos and congratulations to the newlyweds, Anton and uh, Meredith. And uh, may God bless your union forever and ever. But this week's episode, I have a very talented recording artist, Lamar Tyree. And, you know, we talk about his early days, you know, growing up in North Jersey, you know, idolizing his dad who's um who's who's an incredible drummer who's been around the block for so many years in in the music industry how he and his brother have this really tight bond and really going at this music thing together and we talk about so many things including his um latest album my name is lamar tyree so let's not wait any longer my interview with lamar tyree starts right now Well, ladies and gentlemen, it gives me great pleasure to introduce recording artists all the way from New Jersey. I've known this dude about four years. And when you talk about raw talent, when you talk about musicianship, that's just coming through his ears. I'm telling you, by the end of this interview, you're going to want to check out his catalog. It's the one and only Lamar Tyree. Thank you so much for coming on to the show. How are you, man? I'm good, man. Thank you. For, I appreciate you having me on here, man. Like I said, we've been wanting to do this for a while. Once our schedules lined up and everything, you know, we definitely agreed. You know, you definitely agreed to come on to the show. As I alluded to just a few seconds ago, you, you know, you grew up in North Jersey, just like me. So, talk about life growing up in New Jersey. Oh man, life was amazing. Um, you know, growing up in Jersey, I started off, you know, music singing in um, church choir, mm-hmm. um, singing in North New Jersey. You know, um, at you know my family's church and. Um, you know, just been, you know, just each and every day, um, it was a, a life lesson, you know, um, just learning different things growing up. Um, my father was a musician. Um, my grandfather and grandmother had a band in New Jersey. Um, and, you know, they were just rocking out for a long time. So I was just really studying them, um, you know, from uh, Plainfield, New Jersey, Pete Funk, New Jersey, you know, and, um, you know, I have family in North New Jersey, all over Jersey, man. So that's my that's my roots. You know, uh, North Jersey um, is definitely my area. Okay. So you're, and we talked about your family, and we're going to talk about in, in in just a few moments. So mm-hmm. as far as major recording artists are concerned, what was who was the first major recording artist that you were exposed to that just said, oh? Who? That is... Um, that is tough, but I think Earth Wind and Fire. Um, I grew up on Earth Wind and Fire. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad used to play with a lot of bands, and um, you know they used to cover a lot of Earth Wind and Fire as well. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely a lot of Stevie Wonder, um, James Brown. Um, you know artists like that. Philip Bailey's my guy, man. Um, yeah, man. He from Earth Wind and Fire, like he is the man, and people don't understand how he branched. Like, and I, I'm a little older than you, and he he branched off. In the '80s, when he was doing some solo stuff, and he even did a duet with Philip Collins, you know what I mean? Um, Easy Lover, that's still one of my favorite songs of all time. But Earth, Wind, yeah. and Fire is the the be all end all for me in regards to just 
the raw musicianship throughout the entire band. Baddest band in the land, man. Indeed, indeed. So I read, you know, I did my research and I saw where you auditioned for Woodbridge Idol and you also performed yeah. with New Jersey Pack. So let's talk yeah. about that a little bit. Yeah, so I'm going to start off with um, Woodbridge Idol. So basically, you know, I went to school out in Woodbridge and, um, you know, there was a competition between the, I believe it was like three three high schools that was out there in that township. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, we was just competing against, you know, other artists and I made it to the finals. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I wound up singing one of one of my original songs and also music soul child, uh, Don't, Ch- um, Don't Change. And um, it was pretty interesting because that was my first time, you know, actually doing some type of, you know, huge competition where I had to, you know, pretty much uh, battle against other people. Right. Um, so it was it was pretty cool. Um, of course, I did the talent shows and stuff like that. But I think that felt like the actual American Idol itself. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, actually challenged me to, you know, study music and certain things like that. And then also uh, while I was in school, um, I was going to school, to school in North New Jersey. Um, it was a uh, New Jersey. Uh, it was the New Jersey Performing Arts Center, um, and it was the summer um, summer youth workshop. And mm-hmm. pretty much, we had an audition to get into this, the the school. Um, I majored in um, in sing in singing performance. We also took acting classes. We also took modern dance, which is you know uh, somewhat like ballet. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was a lot of different you know kids my age, you know, and. Um, a lot of people actually made it pretty big off of, you know, just going to the, that performing arts school. Um, there's a few different people that, you know, that's on Broadway plays. Um, some people that's big movie stars. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it was actually something that challenged us as a kid to, you know, just actually get out there and just learn the whole entire performing in arts. Right. And I mean, I'll be honest with you, this just really goes to show you how important, you know, the arts in our schools are, because, I mean, think about planting the seeds in, in our kids early when you talk about having these things available to them. When you talk about these different type of programs, you know, whether it's stuff and whether it's music or whether it's dance or to your point, obviously, with acting, you know, people on Broadway and people doing mm-hmm. some incredible things. It's it's incredible that you that you know, sometimes you hear about these some of these um school districts they're they're trying to take the arts away and i'm just like don't do that when you have these type of avenues that's available for kids you never yeah. know who and what they be what they can become so that's that's all oh, i can't i'm proud of you for taking part of that you know what's crazy um that is something i'm actually big for you know and if you're listening to this um you know if you have a kid that is you know um that's uh you have a kid that's interested in, in things, make sure that you invest in them, you know, because if you start them as a kid, guess what? When they get a little bit older, you know, um, it's go- it's going to do nothing but, you know, work out for them. You know, nowadays you can make it big off of just be, uh, being a, a big superstar on TikTok, you right. know, dancing and singing and whatever it is, you can really do it, you know? So invest in your kids, man. Very important. Yes, indeed. So let's, let's, uh, let's move forward now. So talk about, when you decided to say, hey, I want to re- become a recording artist, and what led into hmm. that? Oh, man, I had, I had just moved to Woodbridge, man, and um, I didn't know anybody from there. You know, all my family's from North Jersey, you know, and um, to be honest with you, I was like, Mom, Dad, I want to start writing and producing music. 
Mm-hmm. And it's um and it's funny because um I had I had just got a um we I was at my, one of my friends from uh, from Plainfield had just moved to Woodbridge right okay and we were actually we were actually on um we were outside just relaxing just chilling and he was like yo you want to record a song I'm like yo how are we gonna record a song next thing you know he actually um you know was dubbing was dubbing tapes. Right, was, we, we was recording off of off of a, a microphone in a boombox, you it's know, one of those karaoke boxes. Man. Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I had just um, so you know, basically we started recording off of there, you know, right. and I also my mom for Christmas and um for Christmas she bought me and my brother you know our first microphone and audio box, um reasons program um I think when we was recording it was like Adobe Audition. Mm-hmm. Um, and we actually, we actually started recording music after that, you know, and that was one of the things that I'm glad that my parents did because, you know, instead of being out in the street, I was home making music, music, mm-hmm. you get what I'm saying? So it kept me, it kept me focused. It kept me, it kept me out of the way. And, um, I was up all night, man, just making music each and every day versus being in the streets. Yeah, that's that's very important, especially where we come from. You know, that is it's super important is making sure that you got your kids, you know, on the right path. You know what I mean? Because one one false move and it can it can go left. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's super, super important. So while you were embarking on that journey early on, you know, I know mm-hmm. you had mentioned, you know, your dad, who were some of your mentors, including your dad, that was getting you onto that onto that path as far as getting into the industry? Oh, man. Um Everyone that my dad worked with, um, my grand. Well, let me start off like this: my grandfather, my gra- my grandfather, he was one of my biggest influences, man. Um, my grandfather, um, I would say LT, um, LT Brown, um, Josh Milan, um, you know, uh, Louis Vega, Kenny Dope, you know, artists like that. You know, they were like, yeah, I treat them like they're my uncles, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've studied, I studied them, you know, and I owe it to my father, you know, I stood to my father. My father's side, man, like as a kid, you know, growing up, you know, I used to cry, man, when I couldn't go to a show. I used mm. to cry when he used to go on a tour. You get what I'm saying? Mm. I used to, you know, I used to, you know, just want to be around my father because I was just learning so, so much. And me and my father, me and my brother, man, we we stuck together through all of that. And, and, and I think that that made us think a little bit different now that we are deeper into the music industry, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. That's it. Let's talk about Mr. Pocket for just a second. And um, you, okay. you, we've talked about him before, drummer and everything. So talk about, you know, the bands he was in and just mm-hmm. his over and the things that he's done. So my father has recorded, um, you know, records for um, Louis Vega, Raheem Devon, um, Mr. Vegas. Um, and he's, you know, worked with, you know, artists from Gloria Gaynor um, mm-hmm. to you know, um, you know, to Louis Vega and, you know, different artists like that, whatever. Um, and my dad, he also like in his earlier life, he was playing, you know, he was playing drums for, you know, um, a lot of different, you know, uh, big gospel artists um, around New Jersey. And um, yeah, man, like my, my father, he's just been in the industry, man. And um, he's one of those people where I look up to a lot, you know, wanted to study him, wanted to be him, you know, and uh, he taught me everything I need to know about this game. Yeah, super important for sure. Present fathers, man. Big ups to Mr. Yeah, Pocket. 
And yes. I know I'm um, just reading, like I said, just doing my homework and just reading up on you. I know some of your inspirations. You mentioned one of them, Josh Milan, but you also mentioned Fantasia, Stevie Wonder, Timbaland, mm. yeah, uh, Usher. Talk about those artists for a second, as far as some of their art, some of their their work that they've done that really influenced you, the artist. Yeah, so Usher, I, I'm gonna speak on Usher specifically, man. Mm. When I was a kid, man, I literally used to want to be Usher so bad, bro. I used to I used to change I used to uh, walk out the room after doing like a little performance with you know my cousins we had a, like like a little band going on yeah I used to always change my outfits put a lot of cocoa butter on my face they're like yo <laughs> you don't change your outfit you don't you don't got fully dressed to, to perform <laughs> you know what I'm saying so Usher was like one of those big influences for me man mm -hmm. um, and Fantasia um, that's literally like someone that. I enjoy her performance. Yes. You get what I'm saying? Every time that she performs, she gives a show. Yes, indeed. And she gives her all. If you ever been to a concert, she's going to take her shoes off because she's going to give you the show that you wanted. You get what I'm saying? Right. And me as an artist, that's what I would want to be like. You right. get what I'm saying? So those are two artists right there that I definitely studied a lot, you know, uh, studied a lot growing up, man. So... On the journey, though, and again, this is what we, again, as as artists, as creatives, you know, we, we have this thing called the journey. Everyone has their own road that they're traveling on. What were some of the challenges, you know, starting out the gate that you face as a recording artist? Um, And when you mean challenges, what do you mean? In general, whether it's as far as getting information um, in regards to how do you how do you distribute and that type of thing or people you may have met that have been like, eh, I don't know. Some of those challenges. Well, I could say one of the challenges that I've faced is, you know, uh, contracts. Mm -hmm. You know, um, when you work with people, you want to make sure that you have contracts. And that's one of the lessons that I've learned in this game is that, you know, all people, everyone is not going to always do good business, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And um, that is that is definitely one of those challenges where I feel like, that changed me and changed how I move, you know, mm -hmm. everything that I do now, a lot of it is, it's contracts, you know, um, you know, and the next, you know, you don't, you don't want to have any kind of issues with people um, over money, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, um, or, or being there on time or, you know, certain things like that. So that's definitely important. Um, other than that, um, I would say one of the other challenges is when you're independent, man, you know, everything comes out of your pocket, yes, you know, indeed. and, you know, we also we have to find we have to find ways, you know, um, we have to find ways to to make it work. So um, I would say those are the top two right there. As as a fellow artist, bro, I hear everything you're saying, because like when yeah. you're independent, again, you're free of the the as far as the label, as far as the control aspect. Mm -hmm. But on the flip side, it's like, well, damn, I have to put out everything myself. Everything is coming out of me. Yeah. So I totally understand what you mean. But at the yeah. end of the day, it's like I would rather do it this way and become mm -hmm. successful rather than be cookie cutter like the stuff that you see out there for sure. I totally get yeah. it. Yeah. No, no, I yeah, and I definitely get that as well, man. Like it's it's hard, you know. It's but very, we gotta very hard. keep we gotta keep pushing. There's ways around it, man. It is. Um, there's definitely ways around it, and you can do all things, man. So, you know, um, if it if, if anybody is an independent artist or um, whatever you do, don't don't ever give up. And that's one of my models right there, man. Like, don't ever get up, give up because 
you know, it might get hard, it might get challenging, but you could do all things um, through Christ that strengthens you, bro. For real. Yes, indeed. Philippians 4.13, sir. Yes, indeed. Yes, now, sir. let's talk about the team, particular to a guy that we both know happens to be your brother, Pepe Gonzalez, and he's been mm. very instrumental being more or less behind the scenes. So talk about his role in regards to the brand, Lamar Tyree. Well, my brother's role is uh, pretty simple, man. Um, and that's the, like, my team is not big. It's me and him. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, my brother pretty much handles that that manager role. Um, he's the, you know, the person that helps me create. When I'm recording all of this, you know, this um, music, my brother is that person that's with me 100%, you know. Mm -hmm. um, when I don't do records with, with, with him, it's not right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So my brother's my he's a collaborator, he's a creator with me. Um, and he's definitely my manager as well. And he tells me, you know, he he's honest with me. You know, when I'm recording music or writing music, that don't sound right. We need to do this. You get what I'm saying? He also helps me write. He also helps me produce. You know, it's like a it's like a Bonnie and Clyde type situation, but that's my brother. You get what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. Um, we, me and my brother stuck together through all my life, man. We used to carry my dad's drums in the house every <laughs> single day, bro. Mm -hmm. I mean, every single day, my dad would wake us up three, four o'clock after a gig and he's like, Oh, we got to get the drums out. We got to right. get the drums out of the car. We right. were sitting there side by side, just doing that, man. And, um, that's my dog, man. For real. Ever since I met you two, I met you two about four or five years ago. And it's always been you two. Always. Insepar inseparable. You know what I mean? Always. Yes, indeed. So always, it, it, and, okay. and it's, it's funny, and didn't mean to cut you off, right? No, no, no. Go ahead. Um, you're right about that. You know, it's always been me and my brother. Like, you know, what I'm saying, like that's that's my homie, man. Like, we did everything. Marching band, we was in a marching band together. Mm -hmm. You know, what I'm saying, we was in choirs together. We was in bands together. Everything we did, we did it together, man. So, um, big respect to Pepe. For sure, man. Big shout out to Pepe. So, the first record that I heard from you was special. And I remember wow. hearing this for the very first time when it came out. And I remember when I first heard it, I said, mm. and you remember, you're about, you're about to laugh when I tell you this. I mm. said, bro, it gave me the I'll be sure heavy D vibe from somebody for me. <laughs> when I first heard the, the keys and I said, whoo, it, it literally, it was almost like nostalgia, but it's the music we need. Right. Talk about the beginning of, of putting that that piece together, because I love wow. the video. You know, at the you know when you you and the girl, you're at the you at the carnival and and everything. You know, you winning prizes and that type of stuff. Just a fun day at you know you're telling the story about how this girl is special to you. So talk about putting the putting the music video together, putting the song together, and how this became a masterpiece for you. Wow, so this is crazy because this is the first interview I'm actually talking about this man. Okay. Um, special was one of those records that I, it, it was, it was a record that I produced, I wrote, um, and, um, creating this, you know, I just wanted to make sure I let, you know, that special person know that she is actually special to me. You get what I'm saying? Right. right. Um, when it came to the writing process, um, I just was thinking about, you know, my situation, what I've been through and what other people been through and, and try to relate to people as much as possible, you know? Right. Um, when it came to the to to making the you know the the music for it, you know actually the production side, the the, the drums was not in there. 
it was just the you know just the the piano part and like you know the synthesizers or cer- certain things like that okay and it was just that sound like when i heard that sound i was like oh man i got to go in this direction right here man right um and special was actually one of those those records where a lot of people love it and i'm like wow i i did that years ago yeah i still like that yes you get what mm-hmm. i'm saying um, so I knew that not only the song was talking about someone being special, but that song was special to a lot of people as well. Yeah, man. And and you you hit on something very, very important. I think a lot of artists miss the boat on, and that's relating to people. Because yes. when you write for the people, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I'm not talking about a, an uplifting song or something, like, but just something that everyday people can understand and, and relate mm-hmm. to. Relationships. Yeah. You know, you're going through your ups and downs. Were you trying to make that late, that special lady or that special someone feel special? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That like in in my mind, I'm like, mm, just me and my me and my 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 one my one and only. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and th- that and that could bring and that could be a song that could bring a couple couple together even stronger. So when you're yeah. putting when you're putting content out there, music especially with these type of subject matters. I think that's one of the things that's really missing in the music industry as a whole. I agree. Just the basics of what R&B, especially in the R&B space, is about. Mm-hmm. Think about the stuff yeah. that we grew up on. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mentioned Al B. Shore. Al B. Shore was him. You know what I mean? People, for a lot of you, you know, the youngsters that might be listening to this podcast right now, please understand, Al B. Shore was that dude. I mean, think about the Uptown Records a roster during that time. Right, and Jodeci and, and Mary J. Blige and Heavy mm-hmm. D, you know what I mean? So that that was a roster of people, mm-hmm. and they were putting out the, the new Jack Swing, and that's why I was explaining to you. I said that remind me of some new Jack Swing from the late '80s, early '90s, because that was just some incredible, incredible stuff. Right, it was pa- it was passionate. It was meaning behind you know the music that was you know being um being put out you know when teddy uh, when i said when teddy riley when um teddy pendergrass said turn off them lights turn off mm-hmm. the lights mm-hmm. them damn lights was turned off you get them turn them off uh, turn them off <laughs> turn them off <laughs> you know um and and, right. and also and also um you know it, it just it just hit different man and um and that's what i want to do i want to make people music for everyone and when I do make music, I want to make it, you know, so people can actually feel it. They can actually dance to it, relate to it. You get what I'm saying? So exactly. I am big off of that type of stuff, man. This episode of the DLU podcast is brought to you by Goalie Nutrition. As someone who's used Goalie for quite some time, I can tell you that they're not only very good, but they're very beneficial. My favorite are the Super Green Gummies. The Super Green Gummies are uniquely crafted with a spectrum of essential nutrients such as vitamins A, B12, folic acid, and theamine. It supports a healthy liver function, healthy nervous and immune system, digestive health, a boost to your metabolism, and overall health and well-being. There are no artificial sweeteners, flavors, or colors from artificial sources. They're vegan-friendly, gluten-free, and gelatin-free. All loyal listeners of the d podcast get a special 10% discount at checkout. Go to Goalie.com, use promo code D-L-E-W. That's Goalie.com, use promo code D-L-E-W. So let's do it. obviously we're here for the obvious, and that's your your latest album. Yes. My name is Lamar Tyree, and let me just say this: I almost wanted to mm-hmm. highlight a couple of my favorites because 
just as a as a music fan, but I put myself as a fan first before as an before an artist because I'm still a right. fan of, of of music, right? Mm-hmm. When I heard track number two, my name is. That was just like okay, you're you're letting <laughs> the world know who you are, and that's what the first thing they should be hearing, right? You know what I mean? Then mm-hmm. there's the Netflix and chill. We know we already know what it is. Mm-hmm. Oshana, and I'm gonna get to that in a second. <laughs> and and nostalgic music. And when my my when you was mentioning artists in the nostalgic music track, and it just it just put me in the mind because whenever I listen to music, I I'm, I'm a very visual person, and I'm thinking right. about where I am, like listening to a certain song, where it, where it's present day or back in the day, and it's mm-hmm. just like, man. Yeah. This was some really, really, really good stuff. And hmm. talk about for the entire album, as far as producers you may have worked with, songwriters, etc., about how you put this entire masterpiece together. That is, my name is Lamar Tyree. So far as producers go, um, you know, I always get a, a list of email, like an email um, filled with different records. And, um, you know, when it comes to, you know, when it came to the album, I wanted to make sure that I was, I was me. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, this is a, this was a project that I've been working on for some years now. I didn't want to, I didn't want to rush it out, rush it, rush and put it out there. Bro, know? can I just interrupt you for just a second? I swear to yeah. you right now, when I was listening to the album, when I first heard it, I said, this really sounded like he took his time mm-hmm. with it. Those are the, I kid you, no joke. Yeah, I, I literally said that. that to myself. I said he literally took his time because to put out a put to put out tracks like this mm-hmm. that you that you did, and to be able to have a, a little bit of the similarities, but there's also the little the, the, the difference between all the tracks. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is something you just don't do in two or three months. Like, no, yeah. this is something that you have to do over a long period of time to make sure that everything coincides with the other. And it literally felt like a DJ. This was in a DJ set almost, I felt like. But wow. it was under it was wow. under one artist. I kid you not. This is no BS. Wow. So wow. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but like the minute you said it, I said, Yep. I said he literally he had to take his time with this. I needed I needed to hear that. Um and it's and it's a blessing, you know, um to hear that from not just one person, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um and that's what I wanted to I I wanted to hear that, you know. I took I really love this. I really enjoy it. You get what I'm saying? Right. I'm passionate. You know, I'm passionate about, you know, my career and my craft. And, you know, it it means a lot to me, you know. Mm-hmm. And going going back to the album, it's like I wanted people to know my entire journey. Right. You get what I'm saying? When you hear me as an artist, right, you know, from listening to this album, you're gonna say, "Hey, listen, Tyree doesn't Lamar Tyree does, um, doesn't you know just listen to R and B music. He likes to step outside the box. He likes to make himself uncomfortable. You right. get what I'm saying? Tapping into different genres of music. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Um, from and, and, and giving that R and B sound from the old school to the new school, and you know, um, and having um uh, making music for everyone. You get what I'm saying? And I, I can take this song and I can put this." on on this set and put this on that playlist and you know what i'm saying i can play this at the family reunion and i can play this you know when i'm with my girl you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i wanted everyone to really take this this body of work and right. put it in places 
You get what I'm saying? And that's why I told the story from, you know, how I started. You get what I'm saying? And then I also, you know, uh, uh, took it to another level. Listen, man, you got to take your time and, and, and don't like I think I think that nowadays a lot of things are rushed. A lot of things, you know, is 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 fast paced. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, they won't listen to a video for two for for uh, for two minutes. They rather listen to it for thirty seconds. You get what I'm saying? I didn't want to rush with this project, and I'm no. glad that I took my time because I feel like we have one in the books. Yeah, and I mean, and I and I talked to him because my nephew's also an artist too. Shout out to A.O. Royale. He he and I have we talk all the time. I mean, although we're ten years apart, we're like brothers almost, and. One of the things I explained to him a lot, I said, you know what? I said, as, as much as you want to put out rapid projects, I said, people are going to get like, eh, after a while because you're you're constantly there rather than really taking your time with it. And then, boom, now you got a masterpiece on your hands. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I totally understand exactly what you're saying. And I think a lot of times with the advent of technology that we have today where people can literally just you know, produce a song or whatever and put it out on SoundCloud or whichever distributing. And this is no shade to SoundCloud. I think SoundCloud is mm-hmm. a really, really good tool for a lot of independent artists that are out there. So huge shout out to SoundCloud. But I think at the same time, because of that, it's like, oh, let me just rush this out real quick. Let me just rush this yes. out. And it's like, that's not really honing the craft because there could be some things that you could be like, you know what? I'm missing a hi-hat here or I'm missing uh-huh. a chord here. Maybe I could have put a trumpet sound here or whatever it is that, that the song could have called for, but you wanted to rush because you're trying to compete with this yes. and that. And my attitude is I'm just competing with one person and that's me. Mm-hmm. That's the person I've done. When I look in the mirror, that's the person I'm competing with every day because yeah. What Lamar Tyree does is what Lamar Tyree does. What mm-hmm. any other artist from wherever they are, that's what they do. And, and that's what, and they're good at that and let them be good at that. Mm-hmm. Everyone's journey is their own journey. It so, is. And, and so don't, and to any, again, to any artists out there, don't rush. Take your time. And like I said, when, when I listened to, when I first listened to the album, and my, I had an advanced copy, by the way. <laughs> I had right now. I had an advanced copy. Too. And no, no, Thank no, you for that, that was, as well. No, no, no. But the point is, just listening to it, I was like, I said, Tyree, he, he, this wasn't just, just a couple of months. No, it mm-hmm. couldn't have been, especially for the, for the, for all of the, the, just the, from a production standpoint, hmm. something like that doesn't happen that just that quickly. But yeah, the Oshana music video. Fun. <laughs> it looks fun. Miami vibes. You know what I mean? Afrobeat. You know the whole nine. So talk about taking your talents to South Beach, so to speak, and just hey. bringing and just you know creating a mood, creating a moment for Oshana music video. That video right there is probably one of my best buys of work so far. Mm-hmm. Um, what I can say is we had discussion. We was like, where the hell can we shoot this video at? We was actually going to go to Jamaica. Oh. Um, yeah, we was actually going to shoot this in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. And then we was like, okay, it's COVID. Everything is shut down. Right. You know, certain things like that. What where else do you think is, is beautiful, man? Miami. You got the you got the the palm trees. You know, you got the water. You got people having a great time. You know, you got the beach, got the good food, stuff like that. So we wanted to take it to Miami. 
Mm-hmm. And we wanted to make sure um, we wanted to make sure it was done right. We wasn't t- we wasn't shooting this damn video at Seaside Heights, bro. It would not be the same. <laughs> it won't be the same at no. all. <laughs> we're, not going to cl- we're not going to Club Karma now. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man. No. And, it, and, it, and, it, and it was, but I think that you know, I think that it was perfect that we just shot it there in Miami, Ocean Drive. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and it was just the perfect vibe, you know, for that record. You know, it's a feel-good record. It's something that's going to make you dance. And, you know, you can play it all around. It fits different genres. You get what I'm saying? It fits all different, you know, people. And, you know, and I feel like that one record right there is something special to me. And I'm glad that we were able to put it out. We were, I'm glad that we were able to get, a, you know, get some visuals for it because, you know, now people can actually see and actually put everything together. Right. So if a total stranger comes up to you and they say, Hey, what do you, you know, Hey, what's your name? And you tell them your name and they ask you what your musical style is. Hmm. How would you be able to explain to a total Ooh. stranger what Lamar Tyree's style is? A little bit of everything. Okay. Talk about it. You're not going, you're, I'm, I don't want to ever get put in a box. Like I'm just an R&B singer. Right. You know, I do R&B house gospel country rock mm-hmm. um blues jazz so you know i have a unique style you know what i'm saying um you know you're gonna hear different things and i don't want people just to say hey listen you can only do r&b music lamar tyree does everything you know what i'm saying and um and that's just simple i don't want to be put in a box i want to be unique different and i want to you know tap into you know making music for everyone you know so um, to sit back, relax, close your eyes, and 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 go on this journey with me, you know. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's the best advice that anyone's giving you in the industry? Wow, there's a lot, and I don't think I don't, I, I don't think I have just one. Um, but I'm gonna break it down. Um, copyright your music. I think that's one of the, one of the most important you know, um, advice that people gave me, you know, make sure that you copyright your music, you know, just never know. People can, you know, hey, listen to the song. It's not copyrighted. And then next, you know, you hear a song on the radio and then um, that's your record. Um, That's your hit record. You know what I'm saying? You just never Mm -hmm. know. Um, Stay in focus and never give up. We all face challenges through, you know, daily, you know, and being in the music industry, it can it can get real dark sometimes, you know, where you feel like, oh, my God, nobody's listening to my music. Nobody's, you know, nobody's um, uh, buying my music and stuff like that. Stay focused. Don't give up. You know, you got to remember that there's millions and billions of people that's out here that's doing that same thing. But, mm-hmm. you know, you got to work hard towards what you want, what you really want, you know. Um, and um, I think that another thing. Another um, advice is, that I that I've gotten is do it yourself. And when when it comes to that, right, um, you're paying. Think about it like this, right? You're paying um, an engineer at a different studio to record you for you know three hour three hours, right? Right. Or you're paying a producer to make make your record. 
You get what I'm saying? Or whatever the case may be, you're paying that person. That It takes a lot of money to do that. You get what I'm saying? Indeed, yeah. So I always encourage people like artists to actually invest in yourself. I started, rec I started recording, you know, at home. You get what I'm saying? Um, I was out there spending a lot of money on studio time and and and, uh, and and paying for producers and certain things like that. Guess what I'm doing now? I'm now writing, producing. You get what I'm saying? And I'm saving money, you know, from, you know, going to other, you know, other people's studios to actually have my own studio. And I think that, you know, when it comes to being creative and, and, and making music and, and different things like that, you could be creative right here at your house and save your money on, and save your money in your pocket so you can invest that on promotion. You can invest that on, you know, trying to shop your music to different playlists and movies and certain things like that. Whatever you need as an artist, you can actually use that money to do that. So um, that's very important. And I feel like if you're listening to this, you know, right now, make sure you invest in yourself. You get what I'm saying? Um, don't spend money, you know, going to other studios. You can easily get a computer. You can easily get a keyboard. You can easily get a microphone and an M audio box. Uh, less than like four or five hundred dollars, and actually start recording your music at home. Get an interface so. and everything, and I trust yeah, me, I totally exactly what you mean. Now, let's get away from music for a little bit. Let's talk about the Fat Boys Cartel. Let's talk about that a yeah. little bit, and how did that all come to be? That that particular brand. Well, shout out to Pepe. Um, this was an idea he brought to me, um, and you know we've been you know sh um, shopping it around. Um, it is a brand, you know, we're doing, you know, clothing and, you know, and it's really just me and my brother. <laughs> we two fat boys right here. You get what I'm saying? And, and, and shout out to the, shout out to the, the, the plus size people, man. Cause we need love too, man. I'm getting tired of going on to, you know, different sites trying to shop for clothes. And guess what? We can't find our size there. You get what right. I'm saying? Um, and, and, and no, no offense to the skinny dudes, but Hey, listen, we, we, we need love too. You know what I'm saying? So we are actually branding and we are actually getting ready to, you know, release some different things, man. So we can, you know, actually cater to not just, you know, not just the, you know, um, the skinny people or the big people. Listen, we, we, we run in this too. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we trying to, we trying to build right now, man. So, um, it's definitely uh, more merch is coming soon and, and it's just me and my brother just collaborating and, and having fun, man. We, we for the people. Yes, indeed. Collaborations. I know you did um you did a collaboration with Roddy. Um, I hope I'm saying this person's name's right. Mm -hmm. Um Suda Exidy Juice. Yeah. And when in the creative process, because I know everyone has a different flow on how they do it when they collab. How does Lamar Tyree approach the collaboration process with another artist? <sighs> so a lot of times when it comes to collaboration. I like to hear it first. You get what I'm saying? When I listen to artists, I like to, you know, um, I like to um, just pay attention to like delivery and their approach to different records, you know? And, you know, I like to like, like for specifically the Rush, um, the Rush record, I heard Juice on this one. Mm -hmm. I heard Roddy on Turn Up. I heard Roddy on What I Need. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I always like to visualize people on certain records. So, um, that's how I think about it. You know, I like to visualize them on a record. I, I can hear Roddy on this one right here with his <laughs> delivery, his approach. You know what I'm right, saying? Very creative. Right. And, you know, he can, he can switch up his style and, you know, certain things like that. I have an ear, you know, um, a lot of people don't know, but I'm a musician first. I play the drums, play keys. And I, I just, you know, 
when it comes to 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 music, I like to piece it all together. T- together, you get what I'm saying? Um, from listening to the drums, the hi hats, the keys, and you know the strings and certain things like that. I like to piece it all together, and I'm I'm my, you got to trust your ear first, you know. So that's how I always pick my you know features. All right, well, before we get out of here, any other future projects that's on the table right now for Lamar Tyree? Oh, so um, I have some some uh, future projects coming. Um, mm-hmm. uh, can't really, you know, can't really talk too much on it right now, but I do have some, you know, I'm tapping into different genres, so I d- definitely have a couple house records coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some Jersey Club records that's coming out as well. Um, I'm I'm working on a project right now that should possibly be out in a few months, um, maybe like a small EP. Um, and I've been, you know, just, you know, just working on trying to, you know, try, I'm working on trying to get placements, man. Like, you know, mm-hmm. um, like movies and, you know, um, commercials and, and things like that. So I'm out, just, out here just working, you know. Um, only thing I can say is God is good. You know, and he's keeping me, you know, keeping my head up and pointing me in that right direction, man. And so um, a lot more from Lamar Tyree. Um, yeah. Perfect. Well, where can the people find you, you know, a social media website, YouTube, everything? Where can they find you? So um, Instagram is Lamar underscore Tyree music. Um, any platform you could just type in Lamar Tyree. And all of my music and all of my, you know, social media platforms will come up that way. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Lamar Tyree, again, I know this has been a long time coming and I'm glad, you know, we were able to talk about all aspects of your career mm-hmm. thus far. Nothing but the best for you and all you continue to do in the world of music and everything else that comes your way, man. And um, I look forward to definitely talking to you somewhere down the road real soon. Thank you, bro. And I appreciate you taking the time out to, you know, to, you know, talk to me about, you know, different, you know, different things that I've been through in my musical career. Um, you know, I appreciate, you know, people that, you know, focus on independent artists as well. And um, listen, if you don't got the album, it's out right now on all major platforms. Um, you know, Apple Music, Spotify, wherever you go, you will find, you know, my new album and any kind of music that I've been on. And we got to do a record one day, too, man. So let's make yeah, it happen. Absolutely, man. Well, again, the hey, the, the Jersey Connection, baby. Let's let's, let's get you it going. You already know, man. Absolutely, you already know, man. man. Yes, indeed, man. All right, man. Look forward to talk to you soon. Take care. Well, that does it for this week's edition of the D-Loop Podcast. Again, I want to thank Lamar Tyree for uh, taking the time out of his busy schedule to, you know, come onto the show and um, talk about his career and where he is and where he's headed. And best wishes to him on his journey. But as for me, uh, this Saturday, you can catch me at ECWA Pro Wrestling out at the Jersey Dugout in Morganville, New Jersey. Tickets are on sale now. You can go to ECWAWrestling.com. You can see matches such as Darius Carter defending the ECWA championship against the challenger and the legend, Mr. Ooh La La. LA Venn defends the ECWA legacy championship against Travis Lee. We have the Goons taking on the Rock and Roll Revival and so much more. Again, you can get your tickets at ECWAWrestling.com. Don't forget, guys, Espacion featuring Angie Stars is on all platforms. You can stream it on all platforms. You can download it and purchase it 
at um, Amazon MP3 as well as iTunes. The music video you can see on YouTube slash Vivo, Apple Music, and Tidal. Okay, make sure you check that out. In addition to more on my social media, with the exception of Facebook, all of my social media platforms that I'm on, okay, you can reach it at The Real DT Lou. Facebook is Derek T. Lewis official page. You can go on to my store where I sell just t-shirts and hoodies for right now, shop.derektlewis.com. If you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe. No matter which platform that you're on listening to this podcast today, make sure that you get and hit the subscribe button. It's real easy to do so you can get all new content each and every time there is new content available. And on Apple podcast you can also give that five-star review as well well i'm going to get out of here and as i always say no matter what it is that you do in life always remember to make it count see you next time